Hey, it's Caitlin. Hey, it's Abigail. Welcome Welcome to to The Gutsy Gutsy Truth. We're here to break down barriers of what's considered normal in health, wellness, relationships, and work. We're so excited that you're here with us. Let's dive in. Well, hello, everyone. We are so excited that you're here with us on this week's episode of The Gutsy Truth. Um, we're very excited to introduce you to our guest for this week, Christina Driscoll. She's been making soap um, since 2016 when her son started having some sensitive skin issues. And so she started switching some of her Main Street products that she'd been using to homemade goods with minimal or all in, all natural ingredients. It wasn't long after that her friends began asking for bars and soaps of their own, and she had her own business. While Christina still makes soap, she has expanded her shop to provide customers with a wide range of clean products, all made in the kitchen in her um, on her farm in the piney woods of East Texas. From lip balms to lotion bars, from hand-poured soy wax candles to bath soaks, and even unique items added to the shop seasonally, you'll find something that you'll love. Well, Christina, we're so thankful that you're here with us, um, and we just love to dive in and get to know you. So tell us who you are. Okay, yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to chat with y'all. So like you said, my name's Christina Driscoll. I'm the owner and the maker of all things over at Driscoll Farm, so it's a soapery, all-natural soy candle shop, amongst many other things. Um, I I guess you could say I started my journey to a more sustainable, natural way of living back in 2015, actually, when I was pregnant with Brooks. Um, He's our oldest, and so even as a young girl, I was always, like, digging into more information. I was a researcher. I questioned everything, drove my parents crazy, probably, Um, And so something about getting pregnant and being responsible for another life made me really like dig into everything I did. Um, And so when I was pregnant with him, I actually got involved with a health and wellness company. So I learned a lot about the food industry and um, nutrition and ingredients and how food was grown and what we were actually putting into our bodies. That was a little bit scary, but it also opened up a can of worms. And then I started diving into the beauty industry and pharmaceuticals and products that we were using in our homes and just realized how how toxic everything really was. Um, And so I stayed up late nights researching while I was pregnant with him and um, just started making a lot of changes. And back in 2015, it was like, the natural way of living was not super common. Um, And so it was really hard. It's hard now to find good products, but back then it was really hard to find products that I thought were um, good enough to use on my baby and our family. So I started making everything. Um, I started with, I remember my first thing I made was like this awful smelling vinegar cleaner and, you know, just trying to do everything right. Um, and so we've come a long way. I definitely, you know, it's, it's, it's been good, but I started making everything for us from our laundry detergent to soaps to, um, candles now and so many different things. So that's kind of how Driscoll farm started. It's almost five years old now. And so I have different product lines. I ship across the United States through my website and, um, and I love making all of these products with sustainable, clean ingredients. So that's where we're at now. 
That is awesome. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. Talk about when you really start diving into that research of, um, toxic things in the world, you kind of just want to burn everything down and go live in the woods. Yes. Um, That's kind of what we did. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I totally feel you there. I know. Um, but that's so incredible that you really just took matters into your own hands to say, you know, I couldn't find things. And so let's learn how to make it. Um, yeah, I think I've been there too, that terrible smelling vinegar cleaner and I hate the smell of vinegar and I was like, but it's better for me. But then you learn, you learn things. (laughs) Yeah. Your whole smell, your whole house smells like a pickle, but you know, it's clean. It's clean. It is good for you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that's so cool. So what, so you said, uh, what was kind of the first thing you made as far as like that you actually sold? Um, and you said you kind of experienced some stuff for your personal family, but what was the b- first item that you kind of put together that you actually sold and was popular? The first thing I made was soap um, that I sold. And so that was the first thing that like my friends were really interested in trying. Um, mm-hmm. And bar soap has kind of slowly made a comeback. There's still people who are like, not, not about it yet, but mm-hmm. that, um, that was the first thing that my friends wanted to try was a homemade bar of soap. It mm-hmm. was very unique. No one had ever like you're making soap in your kitchen. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. Um, so what, you know, we, in your bio, you've kind of mentioned, um, Brooks had some, you know, some sensitive skin issues and stuff. And so what about that journey really spurred, um, your, your fuel to your, or fuel to your fire, so to speak, to, to learn more. Um, so what sparked that was he actually, and it's a controversial topic, but he had a vaccine injury and, Mm -hmm. um, and that's really what led me to question so much more because it was like when doctors weren't believing me and I knew that like everything was fine until this one thing happened and then he Mm -hmm. switched, um, that's what really fueled a bunch of it for me. Um, just trying to find out what made him, what made his body tick and what was actually going on. I knew that deep when something's coming out through your skin, it usually is coming from a problem within the gut. And so whether that's eczema, psoriasis or whatever, so many common skin issues that we have now um, can be healed through food and proper vitamins and nutrition. And so that's really what um, kind of the path that I started going down. But Um, It did definitely start with soap and lotion bars and just Mm -hmm. making those products for him to help him feel better. Um, But long-term goal was to heal his, the gut issues. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like, what is it? 90% of your immune system lives in your gut. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, a key factor in everything. And so when you first started making all of your soaps and and lotions and things, did you think it would build into the business of what it is today? And was that even a goal in mind at the beginning or was it just making better ingredients for your family? Initially, it was just making better ingredient choices for my family. Um, But then when people started asking for it, I kind of thought, you know, maybe this is something that I could sell. Um, sure. so I started, I remember, I think my first bars of soap were like three fifty or something a piece, which is like not even close to what it costs to make a bar of soap. Like I right. just really underestimated myself there, but, um, uh, so no, I really had no clue that it would turn into anything bigger than just maybe giving a bar of soap here and there to a family or friend member, family member or friend. Mm-hmm. 
So I think maybe a question most listeners will want to know at this point is how do you even make a bar of soap? <laughs> like, oh I don't gosh. even know where to begin. <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, it's so you have your fats and then you have your lye solution. And when those two combined, that's when the saponification process happens and the bar of soap is made. So it's basically just a big chemistry experiment. And then you can add in whatever else you want to go in there, whether that's like essential oils or if you want like oatmeal or any of the add-ins that you can think mm-hmm. of. A lot of people do like flowers. And so um, that's, it's so a do process. You, you're basically like a, a little scientist in your kitchen all the time. Is that what I'm yeah. hearing? <laughs> yeah. I love that. And it, you know, yeah. the way you explained it sounds so simple. Yeah. It's frustrating that when you go to the store to buy soaps and lotions and things like that, they add so many other non-essential chemicals and fragrances that, you know, why, why are they overcomplicating something that obviously yeah. At the end of the day is, is pretty simple. It sounds like. Yes. Yes. And that, yeah, when I flip over bars of soap in the store, it just kind of makes me giggle a little bit because I'm like, why would you put that in there? Like you had no need to put that in there. I don't know. So it is a simple process, but yeah, they overcomplicate it for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what was something like through your journey and building this business as you got a, as it kind of got grew legs and really started getting some momentum, what were some of the initial barriers you had to overcome? And as far as getting your product out there and educating people about why these more natural products were better for them, what were some of those barriers you had to work through? When I first started selling more publicly, um, I was mostly nervous about like, you know, what if someone has like a skin reaction or, you know, like someone like, Mm -hmm. so it was very much in my, my mind went more to like the legal side of things. Like how do I protect myself and my business? So that was a lot to learn about. And then that led to like certain wording that I can put on my bars of soap or um, even words that I can or can't use in an Instagram post or something. So um, that was a barrier in learning about all of the nitty gritty details that really go into the behind the scenes of a business. It's not, it's not a super fun glamorous part of it at all, but mm-hmm. it's stuff that you have to learn and figure out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Super important part. Um, and so I think you started, you first started selling on Etsy. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Cause I think I remember buying stuff for you on Etsy. So how was that process? Like, I don't, I, for those who've never sold anything on Etsy, I, sh- I certainly, certainly haven't. <laughs> yeah. What was that like as a, as far as a startup goes? Etsy was great for a startup. Um, the thing that I didn't like about it was that it's just not very customizable as far as the look of it goes. Like everybody's sure. Etsy shop pretty much looks just like everybody else's Etsy shop. Yeah. Um, and it's such a big platform. So that's like, I don't know. There's so many different shops who make so many different things. And so you can really find whatever you want on Etsy, which is wonderful. But um, I wanted something a little bit more custom and Mm -hmm. an experience that people could get to know me through. Mm -hmm. So I feel like now I sell on my own website and I feel like the look of it and um, the products that they can buy and the things that I can customize to tailor to different people, it just really um, feels more like me. Mm-hmm. instead of just a general, like an Etsy site. Yeah. yeah, And, and that, I think it's right. so awesome how you were able to like have an, an option just to test out your product and start small. And then kind of as you developed your own brand and kind of 
were becoming more specialized with your look and design and everything that you were able to, you know, take the, that step to establish your own website and build that out and make it more you. I think that's really cool that you were able to, to have that um, journey as, as far as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah. It was neat. So um, I've obviously have followed you for some time, knowing you for so many years. Um, but I, of course, I love your products. I push your candles to everybody I know. I give them for Mother's Day gifts and Christmas gifts and teacher gifts all the time. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, they're just like the perfect gift for any occasion. But you not just make the product and like, you know, obviously as a, a solo entrepreneur run your business, but I mean, every detail you really take into account, which I think is so incredible as far as like you create the labels for your products and how you even package your products is so well executed and every detail is, is in mind. So talk us through why that part was so important to you. I've had people ask so many times, like, are you ready to hire somebody or I don't know. And maybe it's just the control freak inside of me or I don't know what it is, but I'm like, Abigail and I have no idea I what just, that's like. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know if I can, like, this is my baby. I don't know if I can trust yeah. anybody to make a label. Like I would make a label or to even put a package together and ship it off. Like I would do it. Um, mm -hmm. and eventually I'm probably going to have to let some of that go, but, um, yeah, I make, every little detail that goes into it. So um, initially that was because one, I wanted to control it, but also it saves so much money to just figure out how to do it myself versus like letting somebody else create labels for me or something like that. Every little piece costs a little bit. So um, just figuring all of it out. But yeah, I, I guess you could say I'm a control freak in that area, but um, it works out. So yeah. And you like you like, so for instance, like your candle label. So, um, you know, like your cowboy candle, which I know is one of my favorite because it's yes. like the perfect smell of cowboy. <laughs> yes. Um, but like the, the actual letters, like you've done the calligraphy on them and then print the label, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And then y'all, her packaging is so cute. When you get a box in the mail, she writes your name in calligraphy on the box itself. So yes, you have like your, your normal shipping label, but then it says, you know, like to Abigail and it's in this beautiful handwriting <laughs> and she just like every little piece is so customizable and I just adore it. So, um, shameless plug here. It's incredible. I love well, your stuff. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I want yeah. I don't know. There's something special about receiving a package that just feels a little bit more custom. Like, I don't know, you get a package from target or whatever, and it's just, it is what it is, but to have something a little bit right. more special is really important to me. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. And knowing that it was handmade and made out of love, because obviously you're very passionate about this. And I think that, I don't think you would you would go to that level of detail if you didn't care. Um, and so yeah. I feel like that is just just truly lives out with the products that you're selling and, and the whole the whole package, literally. Um, <laughs> and so I think it's just really cool that what you're doing with that. Um, so I, I hope you I hope you see the the beautiful things that you're doing and how a small little soap or a candle can really just, you know, light up someone's day when they receive that as well. Yes. So you started this journey as to, you know, find better products for your family. So what other changes did you implement um, with your family? Not just obviously soaps and candles, but kind of, you know, on the broad term, as far as a more non-toxic lifestyle, what other things did you discover in your journey? Everything. I mean, what is not? 
<laughs> what's not, what's toxic? Not, not toxic? What's not toxic? Um, yeah, everything. No. So we, um, with Brooks's skin issues and stuff like that, one of the first things we switched over was like laundry detergent and cleaners and stuff. I mean, I remember reading, um, and just the thought of it, like reading about how like little baby feet pitter pattering on the floor that you just cleaned with 409 or whatever, what, you know, like that's all absorbed through their little bodies. And just the thought of all of that really made me kind of go a little crazy. Um, <laughs> you know, like I, I'm an all in kind of girl. And I remember like pick, picking up my trash bag and being like, okay, we're just getting rid of all of it. We're going to start over yeah. and throw it all away. Um, but also, you know, diet changes and, um, goodness, what else? Um, obviously changes in like our pharmaceutical ways of living. Um, I mentioned that he had a vaccine injury and I won't harp on it for a long time, but we do do things differently in that area of our life now. Um, and that's not at all how I was raised. Um, and what else? I don't know, like so many um, I also have, um, I am pregnant with our fourth baby now. So mm -hmm. we have three kids right now. We have Brooks, Esther and Garrett, and I'm pregnant with a fourth. Um, and I had Brooks in a hospital and pretty much did everything like the traditional American way or whatever. And so mm -hmm. that's another big thing that I'm super passionate about and that I've changed in my life is, um, I had my next babies at home and it was really great. And just, um, I don't know, kind of listening to my body has been a big part of the healing journey for sure and understanding my kids' bodies and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's so incredible. Yeah, you really just, yeah. um, in, in, a, in a previous podcast, we were talking to someone about how having to be your own advocate for yourself and yes. your family is sometimes the hardest part. And, you know, learning, you know, whether that's, you know, just doing some more research. So you have different questions to ask at your next doctor's visit or just, you know, when you go to a restaurant and they put cheese on something and you really can't have cheese, like don't be afraid to ask them to take it off and that kind of thing. Yeah. So it's like learning to be the advocate, I think is probably the hardest part of that, that journey that, I mean, Caitlin and I have gone through it for the past two years and we've realized um, in different aspects, that's definitely something you kind of have to overcome, you know, especially if you're, sometimes a more quieter reserved person, which, you know, a lot of us can be in our own ways, you know, you kind of feel you're like, well, I don't want to inconvenience somebody about asking right. them this, that, and the other, but it's so important to really know to stand up for yourself in whatever way that looks like, and not just yourself, but then for your family, for the health of all and the future of everybody. Um, yeah. So it's, I love it because you, you literally just took matters into your own hands instead of going, Hey, so-and-so company, can you make a better soap? You're like, well, you can't, but I can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, well, we're taught so long, forever, you know, to trust the ingredients that are the products that are on a shelf or, you know, listen to whatever your doctor says because he knows best. Like he knows your body better than you. And that's not necessarily true. Um, sure. So just, I don't know, listening to yourself and your own body and what's making you feel good or not feel good and, mm -hmm. um, and, and digging into that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we forget, and I think maybe probably more so as women, because we're just wearing so many hats at once, yeah. but we don't take time to really sit down and listen to ourselves. I know I'm very guilty of that. <laughs> and, and so you're just like, oh, it's fine. Or you just, you do kind of just shove it down under the rug a little bit and keep moving forward with your big to-do list or, or things in life. 
And so, yeah, it's almost like you have to force yourself to take a moment and say like, okay, what am I feeling? You know, like, does this make me feel good? Does this not make me feel good or anything in between? Um, Yeah. And everyone's body is different. So just how someone's going to react to something and other, other person is not going to have any issues at all. And so I think learning to listen to your body is very important, but also, you know, there's a ton of products that you might be using in your home that, um, you think are fine, but could be causing an issue to someone else in your family and you don't even know it. Right. And so I think we've Mm -hmm. just normalized, like you said, using a lot of the name brand things. And unfortunately a lot of those name brand items, um, are not good for us. And, um, and you might not realize it right away. It could be years that you, you, you know, you use it before you realize something, but I think at the end of the day, Abigail and I really just want people to, you know, take a step back and, you know, ask questions like you've done such a great job of researching and being your own advocate and looking to looking at experts and not, you know, it's, I think that's all experts. It's not just one person that's going to have all the answers and, and whatnot. And just looking at ingredients in general is just something that, um, it can be scary, like you mentioned, but I think little, little by little over time, you just start you know, asking the right questions and switching out products and, um, hopefully just creating a healthier environment for you to live in. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so kind of going back to your business journey, cause it's just so, I just love giving any, um, female or solo entrepreneur a chance to shine. So, and um, what was kind of the, so you've been, you said Driscoll Farms has been about five years now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When did you kind of notice like a big shift in like you were gaining like your your popularity and your sales were going up and you had like kind of a consistent customer base? Ooh, probably. Um, so like the behind the scenes to everything too, we moved several times. We built a house. We moved out to the middle of nowhere back to where Danny, my husband grew up. Um, and so I would say it took me a while to really kind of feel like I had my roots planted in that I was ready to run with it um, just because everything was so up in the air and I never had a consistent place to like make everything or we were living mm-hmm. with his parents for a while. I mean, it was just, it was kind of a lot. So I would say a good two, two to three years. Um, mm-hmm. And I would say like right now, I really feel like I'm in a place to where things are really getting going and, um, and I do have that established customer base. A lot of them switched over from Etsy to the website with me seamlessly, no issues. But I mean, there's still people that are like, I just checked your Etsy site and nothing's there. And I'm like, well, it's because <laughs> I haven't been there for, you know, almost two years now. But <laughs> um, so, yeah, a good, yeah, a good two to three years to really figure it all out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome, though. Um, what are some what are some of your favorite products to make? I, I love making the candles. Like that's yeah. personally, that's my, my favorite. I know I started with soap and the soap is great. Um, we use the soap obviously. Um, but I don't know, there's just something about, I've always loved candles. And I think that was the first thing that I got rid of in my journey that I was really sad to get rid of. Um, yes. and that sounds so <laughs> it sounds so silly, but I just remember like throwing away some of my favorite candles and being like, I'm really going to miss candles. Like I can diffuse essential oils all day long, but there's something about a candle. So, um, yeah, 
So for me to kind of reinvent that product and make it something that was clean that I knew that my family um, could be around and stuff like that was really important to me. Mm -hmm. And I started doing candles probably um, three years into it. Um, Mm -hmm. So I had kind of thought about the idea of trying candles, but in this community of like non-toxic living, candles are really frowned upon. And so to even say that you make a candle is just kind of like, oh, well, there's got to be something in it, you know, or so um, I was really nervous about actually releasing these uh, candles because I didn't want anybody to think that I was trying to sneak something in there or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, but that's definitely my favorite product to make, especially seasonally. Those fall and winter candles, they get me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. I know. I think I saw your, on your Insta stories, you're already gearing up for fall scented candles, even when it's still 105 outside. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I pulled out all the pumpkin stuff and I mean, not like decorating. We are not there yet, but that's for sure. But as far as having a small business out of your home, you really do have to plan ahead. So it is like right now is gearing up time for fall. So it's interesting to, you know, be making all the pumpkin soaps and candles and stuff like that. And sweating through it so yeah (laughs) right (laughs) which we live in Texas so we'll be sweating in November anyway but right (laughs) exactly exactly I know those are always a hot seller and definitely I mean like I stock up for for gifts on the seasonal fall candles because they're so incredible and then I like strategically will only burn mine for like 20 minutes or less so it lasts like as long as possible I have people today they're like I burn my my pumpkin candle for just like 15 minutes because I just had to get the smell of it but I'm trying to save my last one until you come out with them again in September so (laughs) yeah yeah I love it that's a true um dedicated uh supporter of your of your candles for sure (laughs) that's awesome um so it's as far as your journey in be starting your own business and, and that whole process, what, you know, we kind of talked through some of the, I think some of the barriers and stuff that at the early stages, but what was, um, if I can think of my words here, what's like, what's a really strong piece of advice that you either received from someone as you were starting a business or you would like to give to someone if they're in the, in your, were in your shoes, you know, five years ago? I guess, just the way that my business was established was so much based on what we were going through um, as a family at that time. And so I don't know, I don't know if this is more so business related or just somebody going through like the whole researching and figuring stuff out and trying to make a big switch in their um, household, but Mm -hmm. it's never going to be perfect. I mean, that's, that's the piece of advice that it's never going to be perfect Um, because you can like read all about these ingredients or whatever and really get yourself feeling pretty low about what you've used your whole life or, (laughs) um, you know, or not being able to do everything right away. Um, And that, that goes for business too. You know, everything takes time and you have to take baby steps. Um, I will say this year, this past year has been kind of an interesting one in our home just because we have had health issues with our daughter. She's my second born. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she was the baby that I was like, I'm going to do everything perfect with her because, you know, you have your firstborn mm-hmm. or whatever, you make your mistakes, you <laughs> forgive yourself for them. 
um, and you have to move on. And so this one, I was like, you know, I'm going to do everything right with her. We're going to have a home birth. I'm going to breastfeed her forever. I'm not going to vaccinate her. I'm not going to do, I'm not going to put anything on her that I know is going to be harmful to her skin or whatever. And, Mm -hmm. and she's my kid that has celiac disease, you know, like you just, I feel like, um, I just have to remind myself constantly. It's never going to be perfect. Like we live in a fallen world. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you're still going to step out of target and take a big whiff of secondhand smoke or, you know, like there's just, (laughs) there's so many things that you can't control. And so while you try to control everything within your home, there's just so many things that you, you can't, and you have to kind of let go of those things, but at the same time, do what you can to, um, improve your household. So I think that's a really important message to share because I think it can be very overwhelming on your, yeah. your journey to have a non-toxic life, to to get overwhelmed and wanting to, like Abigail said earlier, to like burn it all and start fresh. Yeah. And then also you can, it can be really easy to kind of go down a really cynical, negative path of just like, there's so many issues with the products that we use that are normalized. And, you know, we can either choose to just can like stay in that negativity or do what you've done and like turned it into a positive where now you have your own business that is supporting your family and you're helping other people make healthy decisions with their own life. Um, and so I think that's again, just a really great reminder of, um, trying to, to, to balance that it's not gonna be perfect, but you do have a choice of how you can handle it. And having that, that good mindset, I think is a really important Thing, um, especially for those that are just starting on the journey to a, yeah. a, a non-toxic life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause that journey can feel overwhelming at first, but you know, baby steps, I think that's the key. You said it, Christina and Caitlin, I preach all the time, you know, one step at a time, you know, whether that's you drink one more glass of water and you know, when that one cleaning product runs out, you don't buy it again and opt for the, right. the better version Um, yeah, because sometimes when you, when you really start researching, you just are like, and I'm just going to go sleep outside for the rest of my life and not, you know, do the whole wilderness thing. But, um, those baby steps are really important. And I think mentally too, and giving yourself grace and, you know, and it's like you said, you have to forgive yourself and you just did what you thought was good at the time, you know, as far as like your own personal life or, you know, products you might've used with your family or, or anything of the, the sort and giving yourself that grace period is probably one of the hardest steps. And I'm still learning how to do that. <laughs> it, it's um, hard, but I mean, finding that balance, um, because it's not going to be perfect. I mean, we still throw birthday parties with, um, like cookies covered in icing that's full of, uh, food coloring, you know, like, do right. I agree with eating that stuff all the time? No, but we don't do it all the time. And so sure. you have to live a little too. And Um, so finding that balance, just knowing your boundaries, like what lines are you not going to cross? Like we absolutely will not do this. Um, Mm -hmm. that's kind of what we had to figure out as a family. Mm -hmm. And I think the, the non-toxic products are easier to find. I think you alluded to that earlier that when you started this journey, um, that there weren't a lot of options available. And I feel like every time that I like find a new company that I want to like try their products from, they have a similar story. You know, they, there was Mm -hmm. a loved one that had, um, some issues with it, or they are frustrated with what was available to them. And so they created their own company. And I think that's the beautiful side of these things, but I know I'm very grateful that for 
business owners like you that like take that leap and take that step to provide these products for other families. Um, because now it's more, it's becoming more common that there are better options out there and we don't have to just go to Bath and Body Works to look for a candle anymore. Cause goodness knows yes. that there's nothing there that's going to be good. Um, and you shouldn't. Yeah burn a candle and have a headache and be okay with that. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's unfortunate and been true. Um, and yeah. so I, th- I think that is, um, it's really nice to see that more and more products. And I think the thing that is really important to remind people of too, is that you vote with your dollars. So the more businesses mm-hmm. that we can support like yours, the, the, the more money that we're, we're sending to, to entrepreneurs that are making conscious decisions about the products that they're using. And hopefully that will have a trickle effect of um, more and more people spending their money supporting um, small businesses and and clean ingredient businesses um, as opposed to some of these big companies that are just just trying to make money um, and not yeah. really thinking um, about the how their decisions are affecting the health of our of our world really so um, yeah one one step at a time one little baby step here and there is going to make the difference absolutely. Um, so what is, so you've got soaps, so let me kind of recap soaps, candles, lotion bar or the lotion bars things, right? Do you still have those? I still have those. They will come out in the fall. It's much too hot in Texas to ship, um, some of the things like you would just end up receiving a puddle at your doorstep and no one wants that. So, (laughs) right. um, yeah. So, um, soaps, candles, lotion bars, body scrubs, um, bath Mm -hmm. soak. Um, mm-hmm. I actually have a list of stuff right here. Um, um, I've started doing stationery because a lot of people really liked the labels. And so, um, I have, um, seasonally, I guess you could say I'll come out with like cards that you can attach to your gift bundles, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Lip balms. And then I have a new product that hopefully will be ready this fall. So, um, that'll be exciting releasing something totally different. Yeah. Yeah. Any hints on what that is? Do you want to give that up or no? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, part of me (laughs) is like, I should just share, um, I, it's going to be car freshies. So (gasps) it'll be naturally scented car freshies. Yeah. That's awesome. I have been looking for those. Um, so you are, yeah, I'm buying add to cart now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Danny and I have been testing them out in our own cars. It's been interesting with the Texas heat. It's like Mm -hmm. one of the hottest summers we've had in a while. So we're really putting them to the test and seeing if they're going to survive or not. Um, so, Oh, I'm so excited. We're excited. And then you also make elderberry syrup, which I've gotten from you too. Yes. Yes. Which That'll is be coming out um, back to school time is when I yeah. start getting that out. So, yeah. Oh, and it's so good. Uh, like, yeah. We, you, I, we always have it for the fall and the winter and the whole family takes it. Um, yeah. My daughter calls it apple pie juice because that's what Aww. she thinks it tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So she drinks her apple pie juice every night, every night when we've got it and she loves that's it. That's funny. But- um, my kids, so at church, they'll like pass around the communion cups or whatever. And my kids mm-hmm. are like, I want elderberry. I'm like, it's not. <laughs> they think everyone's just taking elderberry. I'm like, well, I mean, that's a different fruit of the vine, but yeah, we'd yeah. all be a lot healthier if we were taking shots of elderberry in our communion. And, uh, You're right. Great juice. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Oh, that's hilarious. 
Yeah, that's so exciting. And then you do, um, did I see that you do like custom bundles too? Like if someone wanted to order like a whole ba- like batch of candles, did you do them for like bridesmaids gifts or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I've done, I've done bridesmaids gifts. I've done, um, one thing that was super interesting I did was for the Miss Texas pageant. I like all of the contestants or whatever, got a little something for me. Um, so I can do custom orders like that too. Yeah. That's exciting. I feel like that was like a big client to get is the Miss yeah. Texas pageant. Yeah, that was really cool. I guess um, each contestant has like a platform that they speak on. And one of them was on healthy living and non-toxic living. And so she uh, gave a bar of soap to every every Miss Texas contestant. I, awesome. I don't know much about I might have got that all wrong. So if someone's listening to this and they're like in the pageant world, um, sorry <laughs> if I messed that up. But <laughs> yeah. But hey, she's using that platform to talk about yeah. non-toxic living. That's incredible. Yeah, um, really, really yeah, cool. Yeah, kudos to that girl. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Um. So speaking of non-toxic living and starting that journey and everything we've talked about, what are some words of encouragement that you can provide for someone who's wanting to start that journey or recently kind of discovered this new way of life and and is wanting to learn more? I think we... Um, I mean, kind of touched on it, but I would definitely say baby steps. It is so easy. Like I said, I mean, I took the trash bag and threw everything out, but then I was like, well, what do I do now? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything to clean my house with or wash our clothes with, but what do I do? So, um, yeah. I, I really love helping people transform their homes. And so if that's something that someone is ready to do, but they have nowhere, no one to turn to, or they don't even know where mm-hmm. to start, um, definitely find somebody and reach out to them. Um, I'm available. So just, just find the baby steps and, um, take it one step at a time. I said that weird. (laughs) No, it's good. It's perfect. Um, awesome. Caitlin. I, the other thing I kind of want to touch on too, is you've been able to do this while being a mom. Um, Mm -hmm. so can you also barely, but (laughs) can you just talk about that, um, that balance of, you know, and just the the lifestyle that you've been able to create, um, being, being your own boss and being to still be there for your kids and all that. How has that journey been for you? Stressful. Um, (laughs) no, it's good. No, I think the older my kids get, I mean, they just know that, you know, it's time for mom to go make soap and, you know, don't, don't bother her during certain processes of the soap make certain steps of the soap making process are actually pretty dangerous to be around because the lye in the solution can cause really bad burns. And so um, some things like they can't help me with, but also finding ways that they can. So a lot of times, especially on social media, you'll see pictures of like Esther helping me make soap or Brooks do something with the candles. And so trying to include them them in that process has been really helpful. Um, but also getting help when I can get help. So whether that's sending them over to their grandparents' house for a couple hours while I really get a bunch of stuff done or waking up super early to get some work done. Um, I've had to get pretty creative with how I can squeeze in everything that I've got to do. Um, because my husband's a firefighter, so he's really, mm-hmm. and he has his own business outside of being a firefighter. So he's really not around a whole lot to help, which is not a bad thing, but um, just trying to 
figure out how to do it all is, is tough, but we make it, we make it work. Yeah. I can imagine that is definitely a lot to juggle, but at the same time, it, it seems like this is such a passion of yours and really fulfilling. So I think, um, it just, it sounds like it's, it's worked out really well for you and your family yeah. and for you to have that flexibility. And, um, I think, you know, one of the things we talk a lot about a lot in the gutsy truth is just that, you know, we can choose to do what's easy or we can choose to do what's hard. And so you're choosing to do the harder thing by trying to balance, um, you know, raising a family and having your own business, but also look at the impact that that is creating as well. Um, and then the wealth of knowledge that you've been able to share with other people in the, in your community and your customers and whatnot. Is, so I think, um, that's just really commendable. Well, thank you. We're, we figure it out, but it's been really fun. Good. Well, one of the questions that we always ask is what is something gutsy you have done? Why did you do it? And how did you feel doing it? Hmm. Okay. So I think just choosing this lifestyle has been gutsy. I mean, I know that sounds so kind of cliche because that's what we've talked about this whole time. Um, but I mean, y'all know the looks that you get from people when you're like, when they're like, Oh, what hospital are you going to give birth in? It's like, Oh, my living room. And they're like, okay, (laughs) you're crazy. Or they open my fridge and they see like raw milk or, you know, like just, I don't know, choosing Mm -hmm. to live this way and, um, and trying to get other people on board too, that are, um, a part of your, your circle, like grandparents or um, teachers, like it's been hard um, with Esther and her celiac disease, like snacks during church time, or she's going to go to school this year and just making sure that everything's in line for that. Um, So choosing this lifestyle is pretty gutsy, you know, firing your pediatrician is not an easy thing to do or, (laughs) um, you know, choosing to not give your kid the antibiotic when they get strep throat and just, you know, we're going to ride this out and it's going to be okay. We're going to support your body through this. Um, and not that I've ever been like scared to endure the judgment of other people because I really haven't. I've always been super open about this entire process. And I've talked to my girlfriends about it. And, um, sometimes they look at me like I'm crazy, but I think it's really encouraging years through this journey. Um, I have people come up to me and they're like, there's just something different about your kids. Like they seem healthier. They seem different. And I'm not saying that to try to toot my own horn at all, but um, it just makes you feel a little bit validated. Like I've messed up so many times. Like we are not perfect. We've had failures, but to see that what we're doing is actually working and, and we are seeing some fruit from it is a pretty cool thing. So do the gutsy thing. I love it. <laughs> That's what yeah. we're all about is doing the gutsy yeah. thing yes. for sure. <laughs> yes. Um, so as we kind of wrap up, before we ask you our final wrap-up question, we want to give you an opportunity to tell our listeners where they can, A, shop for your products, and B, follow you along on social media. So tell us where they can find out more. Okay. So my Instagram is at Driscoll Farm. Um, that is the only social media platform I have, uh, which is really nice. Um, and then my website is just www.driscollfarm.com. So that's where you can shop all of the products. And then 
Instagram, I feel like I try to keep up with it. Sometimes I do a better job um, than other times, but I do post a lot of stories and behind the scenes stuff. So if you're into that sort of thing, definitely go ahead and head over there and give me a follow. Yes, yes. And for our people listening in today, um, Christina has offered up a really special promo code for you to use if you're going to be a new Driscoll Farm customer. Um, go to check out and save 10% with promo code GUTSY10. That's GUTSY, then the number one zero. Um, and so, yeah, check out those candles and soaps we've been talking about. I promise you will not regret the decision to buy one of them. Um, <laughs> and I'm because it's almost fall season. So this is yeah. when, yeah, all the really fun stuff comes out, too. So definitely stock up on those. Um, so we are so thankful that you you know, are offering our listeners that little code. Um, so last question, which is one of our other personal favorites to ask people, is what have you been doing lately that has been filling your bucket of life? You know, I thought about this one for a long time Um, (laughs) uh, just because there's so much going on. So it's so easy to get like in that rat race of just I have such a long to do list and so many different projects that I'm kind of I've got my hands in right now. But um, and this is another thing that sounds kind of cliche, but it's just the little things like the other day when my youngest just like fell asleep on the rug in the middle of nowhere and he just looked so cute, you know, like like finding those little simple moments in each day that bring me, um, some joy when my kids do something funny or, um, obviously I really love being a mom. And so a lot of it will revolve around them, but I love doing yoga. I love, um, taking a hot bath, especially being pregnant right now. That's really (laughs) nice. So just those little moments that I can kind of focus on me a little bit too, uh, really, really fill me up. So that's awesome. Yeah. Even when it's super hot in Texas, sometimes a hot bath is just what you need to end your day. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Well, those are so incredible. Well, Christina, we are so thankful that you joined us today um, to talk about your business and your journey and your gutsy self and everything that you do. And we are so thankful that Driscoll Farms exists as a company because it gives all of us who are looking for that more non-toxic life another option of some really amazing things to go and shop for. So thank you so much. Um, We are just so excited that you've been here with us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was fun getting to chat with y'all. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Gutsy Truth. We are so thankful to have you here with us, and we hope you enjoyed today's story. Until next time, we encourage you to follow along with us on Instagram at The Gutsy Truth. Or you can learn more on our website, thegutsytruth.com. And we would really appreciate if you left a review on today's episode on your podcast streaming platform of choice. Um, These reviews not only help our podcast be more well known to the world, but you can share this today's episode to a friend or family member or coworker who you think might need to hear um, an inspiring story for their journey. And until next time, that's the gutsy truth.